Hello everybody, it is Michael back with another episode of the Under Pressure Podcast. If you're listening on any audio platform, make sure to download. If you're listening on YouTube, make sure to leave a like and check out the Clips channel linked in the description. And yeah, let's get right into it. First, I want to talk about Heat versus Celtics. Now, this has been a pretty interesting one. Uh, Game 2 was very, very frustrating as a Celtics fan. It was just honestly a pretty important embarrassing performance from them they had a 17 point lead they were up big uh and then they just completely let the game uh slip away from them uh the turnovers were really really bad we had 20 turnovers overall uh five from jason tatum four from marcus smart five from kemba walker uh definitely a big issue on the turnovers and whenever they went into that zone we really just seemed completely lost and that's what a lot of the turnovers caused it was just a lot of lazy passes and then a lot of just uh, bad shots. We were running like too many pick and rolls in the zone. And we were just feeding in, uh, into Miami's hands and doing exactly what they wanted to. We were doing everything that uh, helps a zone defense by not moving the ball enough and just trying to go one-on-one, which is exactly what uh, a zone defense is going to do. And you- and you could see it in guys like Jimmy Butler getting four steals, Jay Crowder getting three. They were just forcing a lot of turnovers. And then those turnovers turned into a lot of very easy fast breaks for them where they just consistently were getting easy buckets. And then the Celtics were going completely dry. It was a really, really bad second half for sure. Uh, they only scored 17 points in the third and then 24 in the fourth. Uh, just a really bad performance. And it was, it was definitely rough uh, watching that for sure. Uh, so many turnovers, really, really bad. We had 11 more turnovers than them, uh, eight less assists, more turnovers than assists. Honestly, just completely embarrassing that an NBA team didn't know how to uh, defeat a zone at all. And then guys like Jalen Brown were really, really good. Uh, and he was trying to will us back into that game. And sadly, he missed that three that could have uh, tied the game because that would have been pretty nice and then Kemba see the annoying thing was that the Celtics played a solid game other than the turnovers like we hit our shots at a decent rate uh didn't shoot amazing from three but still 36 percent is decent and then it wasn't like someone had a super standout terrible game Jalen Brown 21 on good efficiency Jason Tatum 21 on good efficiency even though I need to see uh him be just more aggressive throughout the game. He only took 12 shots. I mean, he did get to the free throw line 11 times, which is definitely nice, but only took two threes when he's so good at them. I uh, would love to see that more. Uh, Marcus Smart is basically the only one who didn't have a good game uh, with 5 of 13, 2 of 6 from 3. But Kemba played good. Uh, he's back to looking more like himself. Shot 4 of 11 from 3, 9 of 19 overall. Uh, but it was really just the turnovers and then the transition points for Miami that killed us. Uh, I'm frustrated that Ennis Cantor is even getting minutes. Like, his stats look great. I mean, in 10 minutes, he had 9 points and 6 rebounds. Uh, but he just gets destroyed out there on the defensive end. He's just a complete liability. It was very weird to see Romeo Langford playing early minutes before he got injured again. Because it's Romeo Langford. Uh, and then on Miami's side, I mean, Bam Adebayo is really uh, doing great in the pick and roll. The Goran Dragic and Bam Adebayo pick and roll has been a big problem for the Celtics to stop. Uh, Goran Dragic continues to be really, really good. 25 points, 3 of 7 from 3, 5 assists. He was just great this game. And then Bam, 21 on really good efficiency. He's also been hitting a lot of like mid-ranges that have been big for them. Uh, just adds a little more spacing for sure. Uh, hitting a lot like off the glass. Uh Maybe when he's running the pick and roll, he won't roll all the way to the basket and he'll stop at the little mid-range area. And it just adds another dynamic. He also got 10 rebounds, three of those being offensive. Uh, was playing great defense, being super versatile, you know, doing Bam out of bio things. Uh, and no, the thing, again, that's so frustrating is no one really stepped up that crazy for the Heat. They shot 14 of 43 from three when they're usually such an amazing te- uh, team for the shooting, but it was really just the coaching uh, that was the big difference and how much the Celtics got thrown off by that zone. Uh, and then it just seemed like uh, they were everywhere. I mean, Duncan Robinson had a really good game too, don't get me wrong. He shot 6 of 12 from 3. He was great this game. Uh, but it just seemed like they were everywhere on the court. Uh, and 
it was a really impressive performance from them on the defensive end for sure. And them being able to just string together that zone so well uh, was something that really surprised me, even though it was something I talked about a lot just before every series was that zone that they could throw out. But to make it seem like they had like six people on the court with the way they were forcing turnovers uh, was just really impressive. And then the Celtics just were super lazy uh, on the passes for sure. So many times I just saw them really lazy pass uh jimmy butler got like two big steals late that led to uh, transition points just a epic collapse from the celtics really really bad performance for them from sure uh and i was glad to hear uh, what happened in the locker room some people were getting worried about that but what marcus smart was talking about uh and him yelling at everybody him and jalen brown getting into it a little bit honestly i just thought that was a good thing because it kind of just uh, reevaluates ourselves, makes us look in the mirror and be like, we have to be better. There's absolutely no excuses for the way we performed. And like I said, we just got to be better. Uh, and I'm glad we were very frustrated by that. I would have been much, honestly, I, I would have been much more concerned if I didn't hear that anything happened in the locker room, if they uh, just acted like it was a normal loss. Because was, this was a loss to go down 0-2 to a very good team. And it's not like they outperformed us. We just beat ourselves this entire game. So I'm glad Marcus Smart was super frustrated yelling at his teammates. And uh, I think, honestly, uh, we saw in the most recent game, more than anything, this just brought us together more. Uh, It really put some fire under them. And, yeah, it was just a really bad game, too. But they did bounce back game three, had a really nice performance there. Uh, did almost sell the game late. They had that terrible technical call on Jalen Brown, which was just such an awful call. I was really, really frustrated by that one because uh, Duncan Robinson was all in his area, and they called uh, they called that big foul, and that gave him two free throws and the ball. That was a terrible call. But, I mean, Jalen Brown played insane this game, 26 points, uh, only shot two threes, and he was just attacking constantly. I love to see the aggression from him. Uh, it was just so so impressive how aggressive he was. He like his ability to attack the basket was just on full display this game. He was nonstop, and that's what I love to see. When they ran that zone, they couldn't do anything because Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum were in full attack mode. Uh, Jalen Brown was just so, so good this game. A really, really impressive performance from him, for sure. And then Tatum, uh, 25 points on decent efficiency, 14 rebounds, 8 assists. Uh, Like I've talked about multiple, multiple times, that playmaking has really been a big step that I honestly didn't see coming because it's something that I wanted to see the entire year from him, but I just really hadn't seen that much. Uh, But this playoffs, for sure, he's really taken a huge step up in the uh, playmaking role, eight assists. Like he's just been really, really good there, and I think that's the next step. Uh, and him just continuing to be more consistent for him to really go into that superstar territory is if he can continue to make his other teammates better. And whenever we'd get on the break, uh, just felt like Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum would even would dish it to either one of the two, and they were just uh, showing that dynamic duo. I just love how. Uh, I just love the duo because it's such an interesting one with them being two wings. Uh, you usually think a duo as like a guard and a big or even a wing and a big. Uh, but the the wing and wing duo is really fun to watch because they really get out there. Uh, they were super aggressive on defense this one, forcing a lot of turnovers. And then they get out on the fast break and they're both so athletic. And they're both taking steps as a passer. Uh, definitely Jason Tatum more, but Jalen Brown has... Uh, shown improvement as a passer in this and then Jason Tatum is throwing passes that I never thought I'd see him throw this early and he's really looking like next year is the year where he becomes that like second team all-nba guy uh, even bordering on first team all-nba and bordering on that superstar guy uh, he could average like 25 8 and eight and like five to five and a half next year and I wouldn't be surprised because his rebounding has improved a ton his defense is really really good uh, I just think he's gotten a lot stronger which shows in the rebound 
rebounds, and then his size on defense is really impressive. And he's a super smart defender, too. Uh, him and Jalen Brown are really uh, causing a lot of problems for the Heat, especially this game. Just the way they got at, uh, out at it on the defensive end was really impressive. And the thing that definitely annoys me is that Daniel Tice continues to foul out or get in foul trouble very early. Because I like Daniel Tice a lot. I think he's a very, very solid player. But he gets into foul trouble so much. Uh, and Marcus Smart was pretty good this game. He had basically all the free throws to close the game out. Uh, shot 10 of 10 from there. Only took two threes. Didn't take any dumb shots. Uh, had six assists. Only two turnovers. Just a nice performance from him. Nothing crazy. Uh, it definitely wasn't as impactful as the 20 points would show. Uh, just because a lot of those were late from free throws. But he didn't take any dumb shots. Uh, and then Mark Smart is always going to do Mark Smart things. And then the playmaking was nice. Uh, Kemba Walker had a really good game too. 21 points, 8 of 16, 4 of 8 from 3. Uh, hit some really big shots. Had that huge shot in the corner uh, to really help close that game. And he was just really, really nice this game. Uh, an impressive performance from him. He's starting to look back like himself. And it's nice to see because he was having a, a rough stretch of games for sure. Uh, where he was just really, really struggling. And then the most impressive thing for sure for me this game was Gordon Hayward. Uh, I saw like I saw someone tweet this where like that was the best six-point game I've ever seen, and I have to con agree completely. Uh, even though he only had six points on two of seven shooting, he was a massive impact for the Celtics team. It goes way deeper than the box score. But even then, he had a nice, well-rounded style line. Six points, five rebounds, four assists, three steals, a block. Uh, he was just really, really solid this game. Uh, an impressive performance from him. And the, the, the dynamic he adds to this team is just so nice. Uh, I saw something that I wanted to see for sure when Gordon Hayward would come back is if they would just run a lineup with their best five guys out there, regardless of positions, where it's super small ball uh, with Kemba Walker, Marcus Smart, Gordon Hayward, uh, Jalen Brown, and Jason Tatum basically playing the five, and we did, and in those minutes, they were incredible. I think I saw a stat where it's like they forced like four turnovers during those minutes, uh, and they were just really getting out at it on the defensive end, forcing so many turnovers. The just length and the speed and the athleticism in that lineup and then the ability to score, uh, the playmaking ability is so incredible. Uh, I'm excited to see that lineup more. Obviously, it's not something that we're going to start with uh, just because you don't really start with that small ball of a lineup. Uh, that's some like Rockets type stuff, and I don't think we're going to be experimental enough to do that. I think having Daniel Tice out there for a good bit is still a smart idea, but maybe as a closing lineup or as a lineup to just throw them off and switch the pace for sure. I love that. And yeah, I just love what I saw from Gordon Hayward because it was nice that even though he, it's not like he was hitting the shots at a crazy rate or anything, but he was still super, super impactful. Uh, and the playmaking he brings for sure. He had some beautiful passes. Uh, I'm pretty sure one was like to Jason Tatum where he just threw it around like the whole defense back out to him for three. That was a really nice pass. Uh, just He's a very smart basketball player, solid defender, really nice playmaker, uh, and just adds a whole new dynamic when he gets his shot going for sure. That's just going to make this Celtics team so deadly because uh, he looked really, really good in those minutes. That lineup with the best five guys was really impressive. I expect him to go small ball a lot more, uh, especially with the way Grant Williams is playing. Grant Williams is playing amazing right now. Uh, I saw this comparison where someone compared him to P.J. Tucker, which I actually really like that comparison. Grant Williams' three-point shot, uh, I don't know if he was just like constantly, constantly practicing it during the break, uh, but it's gotten a lot better. He went from a guy who was one of the worst three-point shooters in the league. I think he may have gone on like the longest drought without hitting a three, uh, just for, as far as like attempted ones, and now he's it seems like he's hitting at least one every game, uh, and he's been pretty consistent from out there, to be honest. Uh, he hit one of two. His corner shot has improved a ton. His corner shot has been big, uh, and he's hitting it from the wing very well. He's setting good screens, and then he's just a great energy guy. He's a very, very smart player, especially as a rookie. He knows all the right places to be on defense. And I just really like what Grant Williams brings to this team as a small ball five a lot. He's been playing that role a good bit, and he's been really good in that role. Uh, if he can keep hitting his threes, uh, I think he can continue to bring valuable minutes for the Celtics. 
just because of how smart of a player he is and how good he is on the defensive end. So as long as he hits those threes, uh, he'll be really nice, a great role player for them. And another guy that they can just have off the bench, including Gordon Hayward, and just another guy you can trust. Because even though, I mean, Brad Wanamaker had some games uh, here and there. He's not very consistent. Like we saw, he only played nine minutes, scored two points uh, after having a couple, like, really, really solid games. So we just need uh, Gordon Hayward and then one guy to step off the bench, uh, whether that be Robert Williams having a big game, uh, Grant Williams having a solid game, or Brad Wanamaker. If we can have that, it's going to be hard to beat the Celtics team. Just because of all the versatility they have with the wings, uh, all the different stuff they can go to, and just the crazy amount of shot creation. Like I said, when they run that lineup with just their five best players out there, the playmaking, the shot creation, and then the pace they can bring to the game. Whenever they get out in transition, getting steals, it's really hard to beat them. And yeah, great performance from the Celtics, even though it was a little scary how close the game uh, got towards the end as they went a little bit cold and Miami was just hitting some tough shots. Uh, overall still impressed by the Celtics love what I saw from Gordon Hayward it's nice uh, even though I don't want to wait for the game all the way on Wednesday that's crazy that it's on Wednesday uh, just because they're trying to even it up for the Western Conference Uh, I'm really excited for that game on Wednesday because I think it just gives uh, time for Gordon Hayward to continue to try and get back in rhythm it gives him more time to rest make sure that ankle's all good and I think the Celtics are in a tie back 2-2 uh, and then we'll really see what both teams are made out of. It'll be an even uh, playing field again. I still have the Celtics winning in seven games. Uh, and I just think the Gordon Hayward uh, coming back to the team is absolutely massive. I like that they're uh, having him off the bench. I think they should continue to do that. And I think it's going to work really, really well. Uh, moving on to Miami side. Just it wasn't a great performance for them overall. Tyler Hero was incredible. Uh, that second quarter, oh my god, he was hitting every single shot. He was hitting step backs, hitting long twos, hitting threes. Like, he was insane, insane that second quarter. But he went completely cold, uh, basically for the rest of the game. Uh, overall, he shot 8 of 18 after, I think he scored like 16 points in the, the second quarter on ridiculous shooting. Uh, only scored 22 overall. Uh, not only, but, you know, after such a hot quarter, you'd expect more. And then Goran Dragic definitely had a bad game. Uh, we did a much better job of defending him. We saw some more, like, Mark Smart on him, which I like to see. Uh, he only shot 2 of 10, 1 of 5 from 3. Definitely expect him to play better. Uh, but hopefully we can just contain him to not be as insane as he was uh, the, the past couple games. And just how, how he's been in the playoffs overall. He's been really tough to stop for every team. And then Duncan Robinson, nice game from him, 4 of 8 from 3. Uh, I just love what he brings to the team. Definitely don't like facing him, but it's just fun watching him because he's always such a threat whenever he's on the court, uh, and you just can't leave him open, and that makes it really hard on the defense. Uh, but one thing for sure is that what I love to saw, love to see from the Celtics is that they were absolutely attacking Duncan Robinson on defense. They're like, we know the spacing you bring. We know the shooting you bring. But we are going to show that you are a liability on defense. We saw like Marcus Smart attack him. He got an and one. We, I saw Jalen Brown attack him multiple times and just completely go at him. I need to keep seeing that. Because that gives a reason for them to take him off the court. And taking him off the court uh, would be a huge plus for the Celtics team. Because it's really hard to defend him when he's out there for sure. Uh, Bam Adebayo continues to kill the Celtics. Uh, I mean, it hasn't been like super impactful to like winning his scoring. Uh, Even though like 27 points, it looks great. But you didn't really feel it as much as 27 points may show, but he's still insanely versatile on defense. And then his offense is just improving a lot. The pick and roll has been really tough for the Celtics to guard, and that's where Bam has just been feasting. Uh, 16 rebounds, too. He was really, really good this game. Definitely basically the only guy who stepped up huge other than Tyler Hero for them. Uh, Jay Crowder, 2 of 10 from 3. Just not a good performance from him after he's been uh, really, really good this entire playoffs. And then Jimmy Butler. I mean, his stat line is fine. 17 points, 8 rebounds, 3 assists, 2 blocks. But I just really didn't see his impact out there in the entire game. Like, watching the game, unless I was really just focusing on Jimmy Butler, you really just couldn't see the impact out there at all. Uh, He just wasn't aggressive for 
any point in the game, really. Uh, he kind of just coasted the entire time, which I think was really, really bad to see, especially with his chance to go up 3-0 and put the nail in the coffin and end the series. For him to be this passive, uh, definitely he needs to be more aggressive. He needs to prove that he's the best player on this team and that he is one of, if not the best player on the court. Because I think him and uh, Jason Tatum are really close. So I think this is a big series for him to prove that he's the best player on the court. And he just needs to play better simply enough. 17 points. uh, Just not having much of an impact on the game really just isn't acceptable. Uh, And then Kendrick Nunn. uh, Eric Spolstra, it was a cool run. He was good uh, in the regular season for sure. He can't play in the playoffs. He had two fouls in four minutes and that was basically the only thing he did and he's just been absolutely terrible ever since he's came back uh into the bubble he's just been really really bad it's time to stop playing him uh you can't keep playing him when he's just playing this terrible especially against such a good boston team and like i said they took advantage of all miami's weak defenders they were going at Drodge, going at duncan and they definitely went at kendrick nunn getting him fouled uh, two fouls in only four minutes, uh, just exposing him on defense. And then he's been a nothing on offense either. So he's just been a huge negative for the Heat team. I don't expect to see him really much at all anymore, unless it's a blowout, to be honest. Uh, and then Kelly Olynyk, 06, 04 from three. I mean, it just wasn't an impressive performance from the Heat, but you got to give the, your props to the Celtics too. The Celtics played some really, really good defense. Uh, and it really showed that after that scuffle, after everything that happened in the locker room, they came out determined, they came out motivated, and played great. Uh, just a really impressive performance by the Celtics. The defense was so, so nice. And then they were attacking Miami's weak defenders and just playing really good basketball. Uh, the duo of Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown looked great. Kemba looked great. Marcus looked really good. Uh, and then Gordon Hayward, uh, super impactful, even though the box score may not show it. I'm going to take a break, and I'll be right back to talk about Nuggets versus Lakers. Okay, I'm back to talk about Nuggets versus Lakers. Uh, now, the Lakers took a 2-0 lead. First, talking about uh, game number one, uh, Nicole Jokic played a very, very good game. 21 points, uh, 6 rebounds. He was just pretty solid. I mean, nothing crazy. Got to the free throw line, but was in early foul trouble. Uh, a lot of those foul calls, very, very questionable. And it sucked that he only got to play 25 minutes. Uh, and it just put them in this big hole early because they didn't want to put Jokic back out there, but they had to because they were struggling. Same thing with Jamal Murray. When Jamal Murray was out there, he played great, 21 points, really efficient, 3 of 5 from 3, but also was in early foul trouble. And again, a lot of those foul calls were very, very questionable, and it was just frustrating to watch because you just want to see good basketball and you want to see the best players out there. Uh, but those two players didn't get to play nearly as many minutes as you'd want them to because of the foul trouble. Uh, and then we got a lot of minutes from uh, guys like Jeremy Grant, who had a rough game in 37 minutes, 9 points, 3 of 11, 1 of 6. Uh, just a pretty bad game from him. Gary Harris, after uh, having a string of some pretty solid games, 1 of 4 from 3, 2 of 7 overall. Uh, Michael Porter Jr. did score 14, uh, got to the line really well, got some boards, uh, but still overall shot 1 of 6 from 3, 3 of 9 from the field overall. Uh, and It just wasn't a very good performance from them. Uh, they just got behind too quick. The foul trouble really hurt them for sure. And even though it was a 12, it was only a 12-point loss, it felt like way more. It felt like a 20-plus point loss. And the Lakers just had complete control the entire game, to be totally honest. Uh, just a dominant performance from them. The Nuggets just didn't look like they were ready. Especially when you got the Lakers role players stepping up and, and hitting shots. Like LeBron uh, didn't do anything special. I mean, 15 points, 12 assists. Uh, just an alright game from him. But AD was the one who really dominated 37 points, 12 of 21. He got to to the line 15 times, got 10 rebounds. He was just great. Uh, and w- with him running a lot, a lot of center, which I love to see, uh, we are seeing him truly dominate because we're seeing a lot of Jokic on him. And that's barbecue chicken. Uh, Jokic is way, way too slow to keep up with AD for sure. Uh, just does Simply just doesn't have the athleticism, doesn't have the lateral quickness at all. Uh, 
and is a complete mismatch for Jokic. And whenever he's getting that uh, matchup, he's taking full advantage of that. And he's just dominating. He's being super aggressive. And he's looked like uh, one of, if not the best player in the playoffs. He's been really dominant. And he's probably rising on my rankings. Uh, I'll definitely do some uh, post-season uh, rankings after this where we do like top 10 point guards, shooting guards, small forward, uh, power forwards, and center. And then I'll do my top 50 players. And that'll be really interesting to see how uh, this playoffs affects it. Because I had Kawhi at 1-4. That definitely isn't the same. Uh, there's just so many things that are changing. I had Jamal Murray way lower probably. I had Jokic probably lower than I'm going to have him. And, yeah, this has been really interesting. Uh, KCP played great this game. I mean, 18 points, 3 of 5 from 3. As long as you have a couple role players stepping up, it's so hard to beat the Lakers because that 1-2 punch is ridiculous. And then Dwight Howard came in in only 16 minutes, brought some uh, really valuable minutes to the team, scored 13 points, got to the line eight times, was getting Jokic in foul trouble. Uh, he did get in foul trouble himself, but he just seemed like he was getting in Jokic's head a little bit, got two steals, two blocks, uh, was just bringing all the little things, bringing some nice energy off the bench for them, and was just really good in this game for sure. Uh, Markeith Morris hit three of his four threes. I mean, the Lakers just played a really good game. They shot 42% from three, shot 53% overall. Uh, got 33 assists to only 11 turnovers. And like I said, they just controlled the game throughout. And it was a dominant performance for them for sure. Moving on to game two. Uh, this one was an incredible one. Uh, it looked like it was about to be another pretty big one for the Lakers as they took control early. Uh, but the Nuggets really fought back. Had a nice third quarter. And that pulled them back into the game. And it was just extremely close throughout. A nail-biter for sure. Jokic had a really slow start to the game. I think he started like 1 of 7 or 1 of 8. But overall, uh, shot 9 of 20. Uh, scored 30 points. Uh, got to the line 12 times. Got 9 assists. Was making some just beautiful, beautiful passes. Uh, and he just really closed the game for them. I mean, obviously they didn't win. But he was being so aggressive late. And I love to see that. He was doing everything for them. And he just manages... To hit the most weird, awkward shot every time. But, I mean, it works. And it goes in for him a lot. Like, he had the super weird one where Jamal Murray got blocked on the step back three that he tried to hit. And then he hit that super awkward tip in. He has so many awkward, like, post-ups that just go in. And you're like, what? But it's effective. And he was just closing for them. I think he scored the last 12, 12 or 11 points for them. Like, he was great to close the game. Uh, we really saw that battle between him and AD, which was so much fun to watch. And Jamal Murray, I mean, he had a cool game. Uh, wasn't great or anything, but he still scored 25 points. Uh, you'd like to see him turn over the ball less for sure with him having five turnovers, but he shot all right. Uh, also want to see him shoot the three ball better. Still a solid game overall from him. Uh, Michael Porter Jr., even though he did get into a lot of foul trouble in the very small minutes amount he played. 19 minutes and 5 fouls is bad. But just offensively, it was really good. The defense, uh, like I've talked about a ton, is something he just needs to work on in the offseason. And it's just something that is a learning curve and is going to come with the more and more minutes he plays. Uh, but he's just such a natural scorer. 6 of 9, 2 of 4 from 3, 15 points. A pretty solid performance from him. And then we saw P.J. Dozier play. Uh, which was a big, big issue for them. As P.J. Dozier, uh, even though he actually was playing some decent enough defense, he shot one of five from the free throw line. Uh, those free throw misses were huge. Really, really ugly to watch him uh, do that. Just one of five from the free throw line, man. So ugly. And it was weird to see him get 14 minutes. Like I know some of their guys were in a bit of foul trouble. Guys like Jeremy Grant had four fouls. Uh, Michael Porter Jr. had five fouls, but still weird to see P.J. Dozier uh, play that much in a playoff game for sure. Uh, and then just overall, I mean, it was a decent performance from the Nuggets. Offensively, it wasn't anything great. The thing that definitely impressed me most was their defense. So the defense they played on the Lakers was really, really good. Uh, they were, did a good job of forcing turnovers. They got 12 steals. And overall, they played really good defense like even when ad was scoring he had to hit some tough shots he had that step back three he obviously had the buzzer bees uh the buzzer beater like they were not making it easy on him at all and then they played really good defense on lebron too the defense overall was just really impressive they did a great job of communicating uh, and they just looked 
uh, really like a team. And then they had Jokic as their closer. Uh, and he's proven uh, consistently, even though he's a big and it may not be in the flashiest way, he may not be hitting step-back threes. He's one of the best cl- closers in the league for sure. Moving on to the Lakers side, uh, to start the game, LeBron was in complete domination mode. He scored their like first 12 or 14 points, uh, but really cooled off in the fourth quarter. He had a terrible fourth quarter, uh, just was missing shots, had a lot of turnovers, had six turnovers overall, only four assists, uh, and then just went super passive. He was really, really bad in that fourth quarter, definitely uh, was big that AD was there to save him because it was, it was a rough fourth quarter for him for sure. And obviously, I expect LeBron to be better, even though, I mean, again, stat line looks nice. Uh, but just watching the game, seeing him go so passive and then go so cold in the fourth quarter wasn't uh, pretty sighted at all. He had that really bad air ball for three, and it just wasn't a good performance from him in the fourth quarter. Got to see him close the game better. Uh, but when you have Anthony Davis on your team, who isn't known as a closer, uh, but he definitely sh- has shown that ability uh, periodically throughout his career. And it was just on full force tonight. Uh, a true battle of two of the best big men, well, two, two, uh, the two best big men in the league, and Anthony Davis and Nikola Jokic. Just a great performance from both of them. And it was so much fun watching them just go back and forth. They scored literally like the last like 21 points in the game. They were insane. Uh, AD hit that step back three. That buzzer beater was absolutely insane. Him yelling Kobe after. Uh, it was just It was just awesome. Uh, even as someone who doesn't really like the Lakers that much, isn't a big LeBron guy, and thinks a lot of their fans are annoying, it was it was just fun to watch. And it's fun to watch after we saw in the regular season uh, when the Houston Rockets were being so effect- effective with the small ball. A lot of people were talking about like the value of the big man and the big man dying out. Uh, even I talked about it. But when you have transcendent big men like Anthony Davis and Nikola Jokic, those guys are never going to leave. Those guys are never not going to be effective. And we just saw that uh, full-fledged tonight with them just going bucket for bucket, uh, posting up, hitting tough shots. Jokic had the pick and pop three. Anthony Davis had the step back, the game winner. It was a battle of two of the best, oh, two, the two best big men, and it was a blast to watch. I loved watching it so much. Uh, it just reminded me of some, like, early 2000s like uh looking back at highlights and watching like tim duncan versus kg uh stuff like that and it was a blast to watch such a fun game to see those two go back and forth uh and then the lakers role players i mean they weren't great kcp hit three of five threes again uh that's nice he's been pretty consistent in the past couple games for them but danny green uh just sucks to be honest like three of ten from three four or fourteen overall he's not a good basketball player anymore it's kind of as simple as that uh and rondo even though he only had three points he had nine assists uh he did have five turnovers so uh, and i just don't know how rondo does it i have no idea how playoff rondo does it like he will look terrible for the for a whole season he looked so bad this season i thought when he when he came back he shouldn't even been like in the rotation or should have barely been in the rotation and then he's great for them i have no clue how he does it every single year but he just manages to step up his game in the playoffs every year uh he's been hitting his threes at a good clip and then playmaking which rondo's gonna do but it just seems like more impactful playmaking i just again don't understand how he does it and uh caruso does didn't have a great stat line uh, missed that three that could have put them up, which, oh my god, if Alex Caruso hit the game winner <laughs> for the Lakers, that would have been hilarious, but he did all the little things, uh, he's been really solid for them on defense, uh, got two steals, and he's just been nice for them, he is one of those players who, uh, a lot of the stuff he does won't show up in the box score, but he adds a lot of little impactful things, uh, and Dwight Howard did get in foul trouble very, very quickly, five fouls in 12 minutes, uh, you definitely don't like to see that, especially with how impactful he was in game one. Uh, you want to see him out there more. But again, we saw a ton of ADS center with JaVale and Dwight only playing a combined 23 minutes. And that's a matchup problem for the Nuggets. And we saw AD dominate and he just played great. That game winner was just so insane. A uh, really fun performance. And it was a really fun game to watch. I loved watching this game. I love seeing uh, the two big men just go back and forth and really uh, battle it out, and uh, then hopefully we'll see LeBron play better. Hopefully we can see Jamal Murray play better to close out the stretch. 
Uh, and hopefully we can just see a good series. I mean, even if the Lakers sweep or if they win in like five games, I just want to see close games. Uh, this was one of those games that definitely hurt for the Nuggets because this series is over. Like, I never really expected the Nuggets to win, even if they ended up pushing it to seven, which I uh, ended up predicting. I said six or seven. I just couldn't see the Nuggets beating uh, LeBron and AD. Uh, but this was a heartbreaker for them because uh, they had all the things going for them. LeBron had his worst game uh, to close the stretch in a while. Jokic played insane. Uh, and they still lost a very, very close game. Just a tough loss for them. And, yeah, I mean, it's been a great season for the Nuggets. They outperformed everyone's expectations, and they have nothing uh, to look forward to but greatness in the future. Nikola Jokic, still very young. Jamal Murray, still super young and has ascended to a whole nother level during this playoffs. Michael Porter Jr. has insane potential. He has a superstar uh, level ceiling. Bull Bull is a big wild card, and they have a great front office, great head coach. Nothing uh, but up from here for the Nuggets. And, yeah, a fun series so far. Uh, really enjoyed that game, too. Hopefully we can see more games like this, and hopefully some of those can go in the Nuggets' favor so we can get a close series. Uh, but, yeah, last thing I want to talk about is my biggest takeaways from NFL Week 2. NFL Week 2 was really, really fun, other than all the injuries we got, man. Let me just look up all the injuries real quick. There were so many of them. Uh, obviously, we got Saquon Barkley, who they thought has a torn ACL, which is just so, so tragic because Saquon is such a phenomenal player. Uh, obviously, he's not on a great team. In the grand scheme of things, it's not going to have a big impact on the season. Uh, but it's just it just sucks uh, because Saquon, again, so, so talented. And it was scary watching him go down. He's my favorite player in the whole NFL. I absolutely love Saquon Barkley. I think he's just so phenomenal. Can do so much in the running game, so much in the passing game. Hadn't had a great season at, uh, up to that point just due to his offensive line being terrible. And, yeah. Really, really sad for the Giants, for sure. Another big injury, Nick Boza is expected to have a torn ACL, too. Another one that really sucks, Nick Boza is one of my favorite defensive players in the uh, whole NFL. I don't agree with a lot of his values off the field, but watching him on the field, uh, I just love his game so much. He's so, so good of a player. Uh, and that was a really terrifying injury, the way his knee... Uh, just collapsed on that one is so tragic and I mean it's not an injury that's gonna like derail his career uh, like it would have been when the technology was much worse but it's gonna derail this season and it's gonna hurt the 49ers a lot because Nick Bosa was incredible uh, for the 49ers last year I expected him to have another big season this year and I expected him to be a big reason why they were going to be close uh, or even make the Super Bowl yet again. And that just takes away a huge element from them. And that takes away uh, one of the things that makes the 49ers so dangerous is that they invested so much in the defensive line. And it proved to work with how good they uh, had been for uh, last year. And then this year, uh, we all expected them to be great again, too. And then Drew Locke, a player who I expected to have a massive season, and I loved this Broncos team. And they, they showed a lot, even with Drew Driscoll being their starting quarterback after uh, Drew Locke being injured. They actually played pretty well. And I just thought Drew Locke was in for a massive season, but he has this shoulder injury that's expected to keep him out two to six weeks. I think that'll be on the latter end just because they'll want to take it safe. This is the guy that they picked in the second round. Uh, they probably think he's their franchise quarterback. And, yeah, a brutal injury for him, uh, especially he has so many weapons around him. They invested a lot into this offense, having Melvin Gordon uh, and, and having uh, Cortland Sutton, having Noah Fant, having Jerry Judy. Uh, they just invested, again, a lot into this off offense. Uh, they invested in Drew Locke. They gave him all the weapons in the world, and then he got injured. Uh, really, really sad to see. And hopefully he can come back, prove that his uh, little stint last year wasn't a fluke, and prove that he can be the franchise guy for the Denver, Denver Broncos, which I think 
uh, he will for sure because Drew Locke just looked incredible that game. And then another injury for the 49ers, Jimmy Garoppolo, high ankle sprain. Uh, he should be able to play through this injury, but it still just sucks. Another injury that uh, is just sad to see. You just don't want to see good players go out, and you don't want to see these good teams uh, being hurt. And then another injury for the Broncos, uh, Cortland Sutton was out with a knee injury. Uh, he missed week one, and it's it's tough for sure uh, because he is another really, really talented player, one of the better receivers in the whole NFL, and has really rised up the ranks these past couple of years. And hopefully it isn't a super serious injury because uh, he could also get an extension soon, and that could hurt his value on the open market, which would suck a lot because he's a really, really talented player. Uh, and it's just another really tough loss for the Broncos offense because they look to be so dynamic this year. They looked uh, to be a team that could, in my opinion, surprise a lot of people. I had them and the Cardinals as my two like, uh, potential surprise teams this year. And, yeah, the Broncos are dealing with a lot of big injuries. Uh, Christian McCaffrey went down with an ankle injury, and it didn't seem to be a huge injury, which, thank goodness, if we lost two of the best running backs in the game uh, in the same week, that would have been tragic. And uh, Carolina, it looked like that game was probably going to be over anyway. Uh, so it just made sense to keep him out uh, because he's such a talented player. He's basically their entire offense you don't want to take any risks at all with that. You just want to be as safe as possible and keep your franchise guy. Keep your guy who you just gave a big extension and keep the guy who's so versatile for you can do so many different things. Uh, Devontae Adams has a, has a hamstring injury. Another, another tough one. Uh, hopefully, it isn't anything bad. We haven't really gotten much of an update yet. Uh and the Packers have looked great so far, so that'd be tough if Devontae Adams did have a major injury, as the duo of Devontae Adams and Aaron Rodgers has been dominating the NFL so far. Uh, so let's just hope it's a pretty small injury, and hopefully he can just be back. And uh, hopefully they just uh, were resting him this game, because this game was already over. They destroyed the Lions. And yeah, we again, you don't want to see one of the best players in the NFL go out. He's such a talented player, uh, top five to like eight receiver. And then he's him and Aaron Rodgers have been on a mission and have looked great. Um, Malik Hooker got injured uh, and Achilles injury, which is always scary. Uh, and another one just sucks. A really talented player, really young and is a player who I like a ton. I like a lot of these players. Uh, on this gold team and it just sucks i mean so many so many people going out uh raheem monster another injury for the 49ers sprained mcl uh just so many so many losses we saw anthony barr had a shoulder injury uh paris campbell had a knee injury it like there's so many count will fuller had a bit of a hamstring injury uh there's just so so many and it really really sucks see so many talented players uh go down i'm hoping for a speedy recovery for all these guys uh and I, we all want to see these guys back on the field uh playing great football and yeah injuries suck it's a part of the game that's inevitable but it's a part of the game that always hurts to watch to hurt to see these talented players who put so much into the game who a lot of the times uh don't get to see their family as much uh who uh, have to deal with lifelong issues uh, such as brain damage especially in the nfl have to deal with these injuries i uh, have to deal with injuries that could mess up contracts for them in the future and then could uh ruin some teams that uh could have potential to be great it just sucked to see so many injuries and i think we definitely saw the effect of having no preseason uh obviously it made sense for them not to have preseason just because of everything going on it gave them some more time to figure out uh, how they're going to do the season, which has been very effective considering we've had zero positive uh, COVID-19 cases in the NFL uh, last week. Uh, but again, we're just seeing the effect of no preseason. I think it kind of caught up to everyone after a week one where not many people got injured. Uh, we saw that so many people got injured and we're just seeing the effect of their bodies not being 100% ready, them not having that game action yet. Uh, to be ready for a whole season and 
it's just like what we saw with a lot of uh, soft tissue injuries, and I think that's definitely effective preseason. Uh, but moving on from that, moving on from the sad part, let's talk about the actual games, which were really fun. Uh, first, I want to start off with a game on Thursday Night Football. We got Bengals versus Browns. This was a really, really fun game. Uh, Joe Burrow looked great. He just has that it factor for sure. Uh, obviously, he's the number one pick. You expected him to be very, very good. Uh, but he's the first rookie in NFL history with 60-plus passing attempts and zero interceptions. A really smart player. I mean, he's going to make his rookie mistakes. Like, uh, one play I didn't like, uh, I don't remember exactly what time it was. It was later in game, though, uh, where there just wasn't anyone open, and he held on to the ball for too long. Would have liked to see him just get rid of the ball, uh, move on to the next down. Uh, but other than that, I mean, he played really, really, really good football. Uh, he is just such a smart player, and then he's very, very talented with his arm. Uh, his form is basically perfect. You can tell he practices it a ton to maximize all the arm strength he can. Uh, his running ability has impressed me a lot so far, and just overall how composed he is, how poised he is uh, at such a young age is really impressive. And, yeah, it was a nice performance to see from him, especially for him to try and carry a team that just isn't really good. When he gets his weapons around him, he's going to be absolutely phenomenal, man. Joe Burrow is such a talented player, so deserving of the number one pick, and is just proving it. He has the factor. He's going to be a superstar before we know it, a great player. Uh, and then the Brown on the Brown side, I mean, Baker Mayfield actually looked pretty good. He did have an interception, which was ugly. He was just impatient and just didn't throw a, uh, the right ball. The, the pass just wasn't there on that. But we saw what worked with Baker Mayfield. Uh, he's not this guy who's this uh, elite pocket passer. He's a guy who's really good in the quick game and really good with play action. Uh, he's going to need to hand the ball a lot off, uh, off a lot. And he's got two great running backs in Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt. That dynamic duo has been amazing so far. Uh, both of them have been really, really impressive. And yeah, Baker Mayfield looked good. Other than that interception, again, he looked good. Uh, and we're seeing him get his talents maximized. I think if they just keep uh, using him in the role he was used uh, this game, then he'll be good. Uh, they can't use him as a pocket passer again you got to keep using him in the quick game uh, got to let him uh, be in play action have him roll out and I think he'll be good there and I think he can show that he is a good NFL quarterback uh, next game I want to talk about is Falcons versus Cowboys uh, man this was a complete collapse from the Falcons they were up 20 to nothing in the first quarter and it was looking rough for the Cowboys they had fumbled like two or three times uh, turned the ball over a lot, and they dug themselves into a hole. Matt Ryan was Matt Ryan was just absolutely scorching that defense, uh, and it, it seemed just like literally everything was going wrong for the Cowboys. But they managed to come back. Dak Prescott had a very very good game. Uh, did a really good job of just leading them back into the game. Uh, Zeke had a pretty solid game. And, I mean, overall, it was just an incredibly impressive performance from the Cowboys and a collapse from the Falcons. And the weird thing was, it wasn't like the Falcons were just, like, turning the ball over a ton. They just really uh, couldn't uh, take advantage of any of the opportunities they have, couldn't build that lead. And then what were they doing on that onside kick? I have zero clue. Uh, it just seemed like there was some miscommunication. They need to get whatever that was figured out in practice because uh, the fact that they allowed that to happen was so embarrassing. It's not like it was an onside kick where it hit off one of their hands. They literally just like let the Cowboys get the ball, and uh, the Cowboys got in good field positioning. They have one of the better uh, kickers in the league in Greg Zerline, and he nailed the game-winning field goal, and the Cowboys won. I mean, it was impressive performance from them. But you also just got to be disappointed in the Falcons, especially with how good they looked. Uh, Matt Ryan has looked pretty good this season. Julio Jones has looked great. Uh, but that defense just got tore apart by the Cowboys. Uh, it was really, again, just embarrassing how bad that defense looked. Uh, so many times they got burnt really, really bad. Uh, allowed a lot of big plays from guys like Amari Cooper. Uh, C.D. Lamb had a phenomenal game. And, yeah, the Falcons' defense looked terrible. Basically, outside of Deion Jones, it looked like no one knew how to cover. 
and yeah, complete collapse from the Falcons, and an impressive performance from the Cowboys for sure. Uh, just quickly touching on Packers, Aaron Rodgers looks incredible. Definitely proved me wrong. I wasn't a big fan of the season he had last year at all, uh, but he's had a really, really good season so far, and he's playing great. He's uh, top five for MVP candidates for sure. He's up there with guys like Kyler Murray, guys like Russell Wilson, and he's just playing great football right now. Uh, the Vikings looked absolutely terrible. Uh, Kirk Cousins, uh, even though some of those interceptions weren't his fault, one of them was on like a Hail Mary, and then I think another one was uh, hit off a receiver's hands. Still, overall, he just played really, really bad, was missing throws. Receivers just also just weren't really getting open that much, and it was bad. Uh, they were also getting ran all over by Jonathan Taylor. Jonathan Taylor was destroying them, and they're 0-2. Uh, they're looking like they're falling back, and that's rough because the Packers are playing great right now. The Packers are playing uh, some of the best football I've seen in a while, and so is Aaron Rodgers. So they got to get their act together quickly. Uh, next game I do want to talk about is Bills versus Dolphins. Now, the Dolphins have really, really impressed me. Okay, the defense definitely didn't look great. Uh, they made uh, Josh Allen look like one of the greatest quarterbacks of all times. Uh, considering he had 417 yards passing and four touchdowns, uh, they got sliced apart by Josh Allen. He had some beautiful balls. He's still going to be Josh Allen and occasionally just miss a throw really bad where he just completely overthrows it. Uh, but overall, I mean, he had a great game. Uh, but the Dolphins are one of those teams where even though the record isn't going to look good probably at all this year, uh, they're going to be in every single game. They got this fight to them, and I think their coaching staff is phenomenal. I think Brian Flores is a really, really good coach, and he's proven that. Uh, this Bills team is talented, very, very talented, and is good. They're going to be up there in the AFC East. I think it's going to be close between them and the Patriots, and the Dolphins stayed in this game with the Bills. They um, kept it close the entire time and uh, kept themselves within fighting range for sure. And again, impressive performance by the Dolphins. Even if their record isn't good, this is a year about growth, about developing some of the young players, hopefully getting an, uh, another good pick. And then maybe later in the season, we'll see what Tua is made out of. And we'll see how good he is. But as long as the Dolphins are fighting in every game, that's what you like to see. Uh, and you just hope they progress everything single week to maybe uh, not even just fighting, but pulling off some games. And then just continuing to stay close, continuing to have that fight every single time. Uh, next game I want to talk about is Rams versus Eagles. Uh, there's two big takeaways for me. The Rams look way better than I expected. And the Eagles suck. Oh my god, the Eagles are terrible. What is wrong with this Eagles team? Uh, Carson Wentz just doesn't look good at all this uh, season. Uh, very, very disappointing so far. Probably the biggest disappointment in the whole league, uh, for me at least so far. And he has his weapons. Most of them are healthy. Uh, and the Eagles just look terrible. Uh, it's Everything just doesn't look good. I mean, the running game still looks pretty solid. But literally everything else looks bad. The defense looks bad. The offense is bad. Uh, really just embarrassing for uh, the Eagles for how they're playing right now especially with them being a lot more healthy than they were last year uh, and them still looking so, so bad. Uh, that division looks terrible right now. The Eagles 0-2 football team want, Football team is tied for the uh, top of the division. Well, actually, no, they, the football team is at the top of the division. Uh, actually, they, they are tied with the Cowboys. What am I talking about? And, I mean, that's just embarrassing. Uh, I know it's only two games in, but come on. Come on, Eagles. You're 0-2. <laughs> and then, I mean, the Giants suck, but they're the Giants, so what do you expect? Uh, but again, Eagles look absolutely terrible. Uh, I mean, Jalen Rager has shown some nice signs, I guess. Uh, but other than that, man, really, really bad. And then the, e uh, the Rams. The Rams look great. Uh, Jared Goff has been someone who I've been incredibly critical uh, throughout the years, a guy who I really didn't believe in that much. Uh, but he's looked great so far. He's been slicing up whatever defense he's faced. Uh, he looked just great against the Seagulls defense. And it really shows that all the investments they've made uh, throughout the past couple of years, re-signing guys like Robert Woods, Cooper Cup, uh, trading for Jalen Ramsey and giving him a huge extension, uh, 
signing Aaron Donald to a huge extension. All that stuff is paying off right now. Their running game looks way better than I expected. Uh, it's more of a, like a community thing, and it's working out really well. And, yeah, Jared Goff is slicing up every defense. He's throwing some beautiful balls, and he's looked much better than I expected him to. The defense has looked good. Uh, Jalen Ramsey had a nice pick this game. Just overall, I mean, the Rams look great. Uh, they look like they'll be heavily in playoff contention. And that division is going to be tough with the way the Cardinals are playing. The 49ers are a great team. Uh, the Rams look good. And then the Seahawks look great. Uh, that division, man. <laughs> if three teams out of that made the playoffs, I wouldn't be surprised because that division is just so good. So many talented teams in there. Uh, and then the Broncos did end up losing, but Jeff, Jeff Driscoll did look pretty good uh, in the minutes he did play uh, due to Drew Locke being injured. And But Big Ben, man, Big Ben looks great. Uh, he had a beautiful ball to chase Claypool. That was an amazing touchdown. And overall, the Steelers team just runs so much better uh, with Big Ben at their quarterback. They'll definitely be a playoff team this year, in my opinion, barring uh, Big Ben getting injured or any any big injury like that. But they've just looked pretty good. Uh, I mean, it wasn't the most impressive performance just due to all the uh, injuries that the Broncos were dealing with, uh, but they still got the win. That's still nice to see, and it's nice to see uh, Big Ben and Chase Claypool already have that connection, and just overall, they look good. Their offense looks way better, and then that defense is super talented, uh, has a lot of nice pieces. Minka Fitzpatrick is a beast. Uh, TJ Waugh is great, and yeah, I like what I saw from them. Uh, moving on to Jaguars-Titans. Now, the Jaguars have looked great so far. They've looked way better than I expected. I expected them to be the worst team in the league. I expected them to be tanking, getting blown out basically every single game. Uh, but they were in this game with a really, really talented Titans team. Uh, uh, Minshew has looked really, really good so far. He's played pretty impressive. And just overall, they're showing this fight that I never really thought we'd get out of this team. Uh, just overall, they've been really impressive. I mean, Gardner Minshew did have two interceptions. That one at the end where it, uh, it hit off the DN's hand and then uh, went to another player uh, was pretty rough to watch. It was a little sad for him. Uh, but overall, I mean, they've just looked good. Uh, James Robinson has been amazing for them. He had he averaged uh, 6.4 on the ground. Gardner Minshew, 30 of 45 uh, almost 340 yards, three touchdowns, again, two interceptions. DJ Chark looked good. Like, overall, they just look really, really good so far. Uh, they've impressed me a ton because uh, this Titans team is very good, and they stayed in it with a good Titans team. Uh, Ryan Tannehill was very good this game, 18 of 24, about 240 yards and four touchdowns, was just super efficient with everything he did. Uh, Derrick Henry is always going to have a good amount of yards just because they give him that ball, 25 carries for 84 yards. Uh, Johnny Smith had two touchdowns, Adam Humphreys, 48 yards and a touchdown, Corey Davis, 36 yards and a touchdown. I mean, it wasn't even like the Titans play bad, and that's why, uh, the Jaguars were in this game. It's just the Jaguars are outperforming mine and I'd assume most people's expectations for sure. Shout out to the Jaguars. They're playing great football right now, playing much better than I expected. Uh, the Cardinals, uh, I'm absolutely all in on this Cardinals team. I know they only beat Washington. Uh, the football team just isn't very good. Their offense uh, isn't electric at all. They don't really have many weapons. Uh, I like uh, Dwayne Haskins quite a lot actually but he's gonna struggle a lot this year uh, just due to his running game which actually looked good this game uh, just overall isn't very good at all uh, and then basically his only weapon at receiver is Terry McLaurin who has looked insane this season so far seven receptions 125 yards and a touchdown he's basically uh, the only guy that Dwayne Haskins can rely on to get open and get separation and he's been doing that in, at an insane rate he's so talented uh but the Cardinals, man, uh, Kyler Murray's up there in the MVP race for sure just so far. Uh, he's been really, really impressive. Uh, the duo between him and DeAndre Hopkins is great. And I just love what I've seen from the Cardinals. I think the Cardinals are a really talented team. They have a lot of weapons. That offensive line is still isn't great. But Kyler Murray kind of makes up for it with his ability to escape out of the pocket uh, and get away from pressure. He's one of the best in the entire league at doing that. And yeah, he's 
He has an incredible arm. He has the ability to make some insane throws. He's a great runner, and now he has good weapons. That defense is better, and overall, they're a great team. Uh, and I think they can definitely be a playoff team. Uh, I could see them going around like 11-5, and five, to be honest. They have looked great to start to see, start the season, and I think they're going to continue to look really, really good. Again, barring any big injuries, you never know what's going to happen in the NFL. Uh, the Ravens have looked great. They've been dominating. Uh, they looked like they haven't skipped a beat. And then the Texans definitely haven't looked good. Uh, Deshaun Watson just has absolutely nothing to throw to without DeAndre Hopkins. Uh, that trade will always be remembered as a massive mistake. And we're just seeing the difference. The Cardinals have started off great. And DeAndre Hopkins is dominating for them. And has been a huge weapon for Kyler Murray. While on the other hand, Deshaun Watson really doesn't have any weapons. And it's making it tough for him. Uh, but, I mean... Uh, Lamar Jackson has been very, very solid. He's been playing well. The defense has been playing well. And overall, they just haven't skipped a beat. It looked really good. Uh, I got two more games I want to talk about. Chiefs versus Chargers. Uh, the Chiefs definitely underperformed my expectations. I don't know why, but today the offensive line just looked terrible. Patrick Mahomes constantly had pressure in his face, was getting sacked. Uh, it was just kind of ugly to see that for sure. And then on the Chargers side, man, the Chargers are... Uh, another team that's outperforming my expectations by a lot, uh, especially because I'm not a guy, uh, a big believer. I'm not a big guy for Justin Herbert, but Justin Herbert played amazing this game. 22 of 33, 311 yards, got a touchdown, uh, got a touchdown running as well. I mean, he just played great. Uh, there's literally no other way around it. Him and Keenan Allen already looked like to have some chemistry. They played great together. Uh, Hunter Henry had a big game. Austin Eckler was really nice on the ground. Overall, I mean, the Chargers just look really, really good. And I'm super impressed by Justin Herbert. I heard that if Tyrod Taylor's back, they're going to still start him, which I think is a mistake. Uh, just from what we've seen from Justin Herbert, he looked great. Uh, and I really like what I saw from him, especially in his first game. He showed a ton of composure against a great team and brought them to overtime. Uh, they did end up losing it, but again, super impressive performance. If you're a Chargers fan, you should be so, so happy uh, that your rookie that you drafted very, very high just looked so good. He played great football today, uh, well, yesterday, and was just incredibly impressive. Shout out to Justin Herbert. Uh, proven me wrong, for sure. Moving on to uh, the Chiefs side, Patrick Mahomes didn't have a great game. I mean, 27-47, 302 yards, two touchdowns, uh, but he was great in that fourth quarter. Uh, definitely helped to will them back because uh, they were down by a good bit. But he just played amazing football in that fourth quarter. That throw that he had to Tyreek Hill, oh, my God. That throw was so, so beautiful. One of the best throws I've seen in so long. Uh, also, a great uh, play by Tyreek Hill. He had five receptions for 99 yards, a touchdown. Uh, Travis Kelsey, nine receptions, 90 yards, and a touchdown. Uh, they were just great. Those two played phenomenal. Uh, the running game definitely wasn't as good uh, just because they weren't really able to run the ball as much. The offensive line, again, looked pretty bad. Uh, and then they got down uh, early, so they were definitely relying more on the passing game. But Qu Clyde Edwards-Hilaire looked decent when he was running. 10 carries for 38 yards, nothing special. And then Patrick Mahomes was good on the ground when he was able to uh, escape out and run. And then his throws again. That throw to Tyreek Hill was insane. And then him and Travis Kelsey have this great chemistry. Uh, him and Tyreek Hill have great chemistry. This team is just great. Uh, and they definitely underperformed, and they still won against the Chargers team, who has actually looked pretty good. So that, I think, just shows it all. Last game I want to talk about is Patriots versus Seahawks. Now, as a Patriots fan, we lost this game. This was the happiest I've ever been after a loss. The Patriots played great this game. Cam Newton, man. Looked phenomenal. Cam Newton, 30 for 44, uh, 397 yards, a touchdown. He did have an interception, but he did also get two TDs on the ground, uh, had 47 yards there. He looks like a beast. He's looking like a prime Cam Newton all over again, and he's proving absolutely everyone who doubted him wrong. He And he's just showed that he has something to prove, and he's just playing great. I love seeing Cam Newton play so well. Love that he's on my team. Cam Newton is so much fun to watch. And when Cam Newton is playing good football, it's it's just great to watch, like I said. Uh, and then Julian Edelman had his largest uh, number of receiving yards ever in a game, 179 yards. 
the chemistry him and Cam Newton had was great, and he was just so good this game. Nikhil Harry has looked good, uh, really good so far this season. Had 72 yards. I love Nikhil Harry. I uh, really like his potential. Nick Folk did miss a, f- a 51-yard field goal. That was pretty easy, and he missed that very, very bad. Uh, that was rough to see as if he made that, the this outcome definitely could have been different as the Patriots could have kicked the field goal instead of having to go for that touchdown where the Seahawks made a great stop. But again, Cam Newton's playing great, uh, and everybody's love, loving watching it. It's cool to see on Twitter uh, with the Patriots, a team that gets a lot of hate, that basically everybody's rooting for them because everybody's rooting for Cam Newton, and he's having a great bounce-back season. And oh my god, Russell Wilson is insane. Russell Wilson is so, so good, and this isn't some breaking news. We all know Russell Wilson is great, but he had one of the best games that I've ever seen in his career, 21 for 28, 288 yards, five touchdowns. Did He did have a pick six early in the game, but I mean, oh my God, he played insane. That throw he had to DK Metcalf was incredible. Uh, just so many absolute dots. The throw he had to David Moore was insane. He just played incredible this game. Uh, he was so, so good. Uh, Chris Carson was good. Russell Wilson was also good on the ground. Their running game was really good this game. And, I mean, the Seahawks just played a great game. Russell Wilson, so phenomenal. My MVP so far this year. Uh, really, really impressed by him. Really impressed by the Seahawks overall. But also impressed by the Patriots. The Patriots really put up a fight. Uh, but I need to see the defense be better. DK Metcalf burned Stefan Gilmore multiple times, even if he wasn't burnt, burning him too. He was just making tough catches. DK Metcalf, another guy who's proved a lot of people wrong. He uh, really showed up during his rookie season and had another, another great season uh, for them this year, so far at least. Four receptions, 92 yards, and a touchdown. Tyler Lockett is basically as consistent as they come. Uh, I never expect Tyler Lockett to ever out of a bad season, and uh, Greg Olson has fallen off, by the way, completely. He was uh, the reason that interception happened. Uh, it wasn't a perfect ball from Russell Wilson. Still should have caught it, though, and it does put a little stain on almost a perfect style line from Russell Wilson. And then the defense, for sure, uh, is pretty impressive. Jamal Adams, you're seeing the effect of having him on the team, uh, and he just looks really, really good with them. And that goal line stand they made was super impressive. Overall, really impressed by both teams. I think both teams should be super happy with how they played. I think both fan bases should be very content. And yeah, great performance from both of them. Uh, And I think both of these teams are going to be a playoff team this year. I think they're both going to be very good. Uh, Everything I saw from the Pats has outperformed my expectations. I expected Cam Newton to be good, but he's been even better. And yeah, great performance from them. Great performance from the Seahawks. Just overall... A really, really good game. Probably my favorite game so far this season. Uh, had everything you want. Drama. Two quarterbacks who had a, a duel. And it was just really good. Uh, I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Under Pressure Podcast. And yeah, it's been Michael. Peace out.